Welcome to the Central Illinois Business Leaders Podcast, where business owners, thought leaders, and community champions from across Central Illinois come to share their story. The Central Illinois Business Leaders Podcast. Anything less would be uncivilized. What's up, Central Illinois? It's Derek Hayden. I'm here with Garrett Ulmer. We are your hosts for the Central Illinois Business Leaders Podcast, powered by Zambu. Zambu is a delicious grapefruit or wild berry vodka-based spirit infused with the Brazilian buzz button. It's smooth, tasty, and leaves you with a signature tingle. Learn more at ZambuLiquors.com. Zambu, taste the tingle. All right, Central Illinois, let's introduce you to today's guest, Today's guest has 25 years of leadership experience. She's a certified professional coach. She is a leadership development coach at LMI Central Illinois and Central Maine, and is the president at Impact Leadership Group, which is a company devoted to developing leaders to their full potential, and the results are guaranteed. Central Illinois, please welcome to the show, Karen Shorey. How are you doing, Karen? I'm doing great. It's so good to be on here today. Well, we're happy to have you on. So absolutely. Yes. Before we get too far into the show, I'm going to go ahead and kick it to Garrett and we're going to take you through our speed round. So go go ahead and take it over. Perfect. It is six of the toughest questions you're probably ever going to have to answer. So we hope you're prepared. And if you're ready, we'll go ahead and proceed. I'm braced and ready. All right. The first concert that you ever attended. Oh my gosh. Carmen. (laughs) 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 <laughs> oh, that's great. That's nice. that's the first. I don't think we've heard that one yet. Yep. Fa- favorite movie? Oh, August Rush. Okay. Yeah. Favorite was- ice cream flavor? Oh, um, I'm going to go with um, chocolate, peanut butter, anything chocolate, peanut butter, but sadly, I can't even eat ice cream anymore. Oh, so, no. Even dairy intolerance. <laughs> oh, no. Gotcha. That's a tough well, one. We- we apologize for that question then. You can eat it for me though. <laughs> Perfect. I'll take care of that. iPhone or Android? iPhone all the way. Right there with you. Favorite social media platform? I love LinkedIn. Yeah. Yeah. Right there with you. Yep. yep. No drama. Last, last but not least, why Central Illinois? Oh my goodness. Uh, Central Illinois was a big pull for uh, my husband and I just because we, it, it, the the culture a lot of the people were very similar to how we were raised in Maine um, and we love the climate because you have all four seasons but none are too severe unlike Maine that has uh-huh. more severity in the winter time yeah I believe it what what does the winter look like in Maine I've, I've never been to Maine I've heard you know of course the leaves are the big thing in the fall but yeah. what's a winter look like in Maine you know, Maine is uh, Maine is one of those underrated states that really doesn't get a lot of attention, and it's a huge state. So it really depends on where you live. Um, if you are um, on the coastal side, it's probably no different, and even in the southern tip, no different than Illinois. The northern part, it's a lot, a lot, a lot of snow. It's mm. a lot for a very long time. <laughs> yep, that does not sound fun. So they measure in feet, not inches. Yeah, absolutely, yes. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I could take a whole lot of that. You know, we here, us, I guess, Illinoisans, we do complain about the weather. You know what I mean? Like now it's about 100 degrees a day and, you know, pretty humid as far as that goes. And 
you know, we were complained six weeks ago when it was 38 degrees out right. of nowhere in the spring. And now we're complaining because it's hot. So we're never happy, I guess you That's could right. say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, it's one of the things that unites us is, you know, yeah, being able to, to withstand the 38 degree spring mornings. And then the next day it's 97. So exactly. Yeah, exactly. All right, Karen. So we mentioned in your the intro here that you've got some leadership experience. Would you be able to give us um, a rundown of you know where you started, how you got to where you are now? Explain a little bit about your business and what you do. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I've had uh, several different leadership positions, um, kind of before I got into LMI, but um, it was really kind of a, a serendipitous moment, if I can use that word, um, of how I even got into LMI, which is Leadership Management International. Um, we were living in Canada for a short time and I was looking for a job and a friend of a friend said, hey, my friend's looking for someone, um, started working for this, uh, this gentleman um, in a company called LMI Canada. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is like, this is what I, this is what I've been designed to do. <laughs> um, started uh, working underneath him. He trained me to do every part of the business. And so when we moved back to central Illinois, um, about seven years ago, um, I had to do what it took to get back into this company because it, it didn't feel like a job any longer. It felt like I was actually taking my, my skill sets and my gifts and just having fun. And so, um, yeah, so I, I have done like all sorts from, you know, working in administration and hospitals to um, always lots of leadership roles in my uh, volunteering at church and, and things like that. Um, but um, LMI was probably just like the pivot point of my life. And um, I haven't really looked back. It was a bit of a scary jump, but I've, I don't regret anything. So <laughs> Very cool. Mm -hmm. So LMI, would, would you be able to explain what exactly LMI is for our listeners as well. And for me, I, I have an idea, yeah. but I'd like to learn from a master uh, <laughs> exactly what it is. LMI is, uh, it's a leadership-based company. They're, uh, the headquarters is in Waco, Texas, um, and they're in 80 different countries. So um, many, many language, I believe like 26, 27 different languages now. So they're really spread all over the world. Um, and so what I love about them is that they're franchise-based, so I can get into it. Um, and they, they allow me a ton of freedom and how I kind of like express what the business is going to look like, even how I name myself, which is really, really nice. And so we go in and we work with individuals and uh, groups of, of leaders within companies or organizations, and we kind of take them through systematic programs that develop their leadership style, um, you know, whether they're an emerging leader that's you know, promoted because they were good at what they do and they don't quite know how to lead people, or maybe they've been there for a long, long time and have just never really honed some, um, some business um, principles. And so we work with them and track and measure everything we do, guarantee our results. So, yeah. You said something there that, that makes a lot of sense. Um, you, you see a lot of individuals, whether it's a sales-based organization, they're very good at a sales job. Mm -hmm. They produce at a very high level. They move into a management position to where maybe that's completely new, different to them and do not know how to lead. So how do you find those individuals? Do you seek them out or do they seek you, you know, as far as being able to connect the dots? It's um, well, now it's a little bit of both. Um, so when I started, I had zero clients. So I saw everybody out. <laughs> I looked at everybody, you know, as a potential 
Um, but I really, I'm very relational. I love making connections with people. And so by building those relationships, I learn about the individuals and or the company and what their needs are. Um, and so that's kind of where, you know, the conversations will go, um, finding out what, what the individual or the, or the organization need is, then I can go from there and say like, hey, what would it look like um, if we worked with you or if nothing changes in, in your company, Sure. what's that going to look like in six months? Is that going to be a good thing or a bad thing? And yeah. so, you know, kind of have those conversations and go from there. But I have had people that will come to me, um, which is nice. That's a, a compliment. It means I'm doing well sure. <laughs> based on what they've heard from other people or, or whatnot. But yeah, so it's a bit of a combination right now. Okay. Very nice. So as you were kind of talking through how you found, you know, the leadership industry, you said you had a particular set of skills and gifts that you were able to utilize to, you know, share your knowledge and your passion with others. What are those skills that you feel that you have that you're able to use in the, in this new role or in this role that you, that is leadership, I guess you would say. That's a tough, I don't like talking about me. (laughs) (laughs) I, you know, I, I really care. I truly care for people. Um, I think that's huge. I, I feel like a gift that I do have is building trust with people and getting people to um, be comfortable enough to be real and honest um, so that we can get to the root of the problem. And then also being able to take maybe some concepts that felt kind of like up here and break it down into something tangible. Um, I feel like I'm really good at that. Like I'll, I'll have people come to me Um, you know, during a goal setting process, and they'll say, I want to be better at blank, or I want to be more confident at blank. And I can turn that around into a real tangible smart goal. And so I think that's a skill set, you know, Um, and just, you know, my true love for people seeing that transformation process happening, I I really feel like that um, really lines well with what I do. Awesome. Very cool. So how do you deliver, um, you mentioned, I think it was when we were off air before we started recording that you have one of your um, bigger clients likes to do in-person trainings and be in person with you. How do you deliver some of these resources that you've developed? Is it all in person or do you do virtual? Do you have courses? Um, What are some of the opportunities that people have to learn from you? We, um, well, that's a great question. We have, um, several different options. I do one-on-one coaching. So I have several um, like directors, executive directors of companies, people within different levels of leadership that I do one-on-one. A lot of the coaching that's one-on-one, we can just do via phone. A lot of times people feel more comfortable with the phone or we do Zoom. Um, There's no travel involved. And so that's kind of good for both both parties. Um, When I do my programs, um, I do do a hybrid um, at this point, um, as well as some some companies, I'll just come in and do in person all the time. And so what we do is we go in for a couple of months for that specific program. We go in two weeks, every two weeks for two hours. Um, So we kind of space it out, allowing everybody to learn at a slower pace so they can apply what they're learning because we don't really need to necessarily learn new product or new information. We need to learn how to apply what we already know. And so it's kind of what I do. I'm not bringing in anything that's like rocket science or like, whoa, never heard of that. It's just we're slowing things down so that people can learn to apply it. And I think that's what really makes the difference. 
Absolutely. Yeah. Um, one thing I had a question written down. Oh, so I'm looking at your website here and you recently went through a pretty large rebranding process from what I understand. I so did. you're now I called the impact leadership group. Tell us about why you started that rebranding process. You know, what some of your hurdles were or are, I guess, maybe you're still <laughs> at the tail end of it, maybe. Um, and how you over how you overcame some of those issues and and what your results have been. Yeah, so it's funny because I can help somebody take an intangible thought, uh, not thought, yeah, thought, and kind of bring it into something very tangible that they can see and chase and follow and make it a really clear goal for them. But then I personally struggle with that. <laughs> so when we made the decision to move back to Maine, um, all of our families here, uh, my youngest daughter was moving back east and I did not want to be an empty nest with all my babies on the east coast. So uh, we knew that that was coming, but I, I love my clients. I didn't want to leave my clients with nothing. So how do I juggle the two? And, and I thought, well, I could go with LMI Maine, but then I'm literally juggling two separate companies. And that was just, to me, sounded confusing. So I met a fantastic um, gentleman who also coaches and he's a marketing, or I'm sorry, he's a uh, graphic designer. And he was able to somehow extract from my brain the thoughts that I had that I could not say out loud because I couldn't, didn't know how to express them. And next thing we know, Impact Leadership Group. I was like, yes, that's it. That's part of my mission statement that describes what I do and what I want to do. It's big enough that I can grow within it. Um, I have three facilitators. Um, I, my, I have one facilitator that's in New York State, Illinois, now Maine. And so it, it really encompassed everything I did. So my, my challenge was A, communicating it to all my clients. Um, I don't know if I've done that perfectly, but I've really done a good job trying. <laughs> Marketing is probably my biggest challenge, um, but uh, it's, you know, explaining my why was something that I really tried to do, um, I think, well. Um, I guess time will tell if I did it well or not. So. <laughs> I'm sure it'll be great. Tell us a little bit about, you know, and I know you don't, we don't want you to give any secret sauce or anything like that away, but you know, when a process starts of working with a business leader or the business in general, what are some things that, that you work on with them? Well, the, one of the first things that we do is uh, we offer two different types of assessments. Um, and based on, you know, whether I'm doing individual coaching or if we're going through a program, um, we determine which assessment, but the assessment is a tool that will maybe help us identify what are some gaps, you know, what are the things that are holding somebody back, what are the things that are serving you, that type of thing, um, and then we basically take, you know, we help them set a goal, a concrete goal, so that serves as a, as a point of measurement for us as well, like, did we, you know, come good on our our promise to the company. Um, and so we we use that and also like what's within our programs. Um, like we have a time management program, which is great for people who feel like they're running around a, a hamster wheel all the time and they can't get off. Um, we have uh, 
programs for supervisors that really teach them the practical hands-on, like how to lead, how to motivate people. Um, we have another program that's all about like creating that life balance for you um, so that, you know, at the end of the day, you're not depleted for going home to what is the most important thing for you. Um, so helping people kind of find that balance. So those are some of the tools that we have that we use to identify like what are the gaps um, and then because we check in with people so consistently and so frequently, we can kind of track their progress and whatnot. And that's kind of where my coaching skills come in place, too, because I am facilitating programs, but I am also a coach. So I look for those clues that, hey, someone's not engaged, something's the energy's off, this person's struggling, and, you know, we work with them from there. Did that answer your question? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So you hit the exact program that I was hoping we could touch on a little bit, which is time management. Yeah. Which, you know, I'm sure Garrett and I are not the only ones that have issues managing our time. We, we tend to uh, come up with a lot of ideas and then, yeah. you know, two hours has gone by and we've not done anything. <laughs> so when, when she mentioned earlier about the ideas that she like can't put together, I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs> she's describing a couple of individuals we know. So yeah. Exactly. I was like, that. yep, we've got a lot of squirrel moments that um, we tend to let rule our days. But hey, that's okay. Um, that's part of our strengths. But yeah. time management. Yeah. So I got two questions on that. And one's probably an oddball question, but how, um, what does, without giving away any of your like industry secrets, can you give like one concept within that program that may help our listeners Oh, yeah. Idea of what the program looks like. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, so time management, number one, is a misnomer because you cannot manage time. It ticks. Uh, in fact, I just put, put a post on LinkedIn a couple of days ago. Time ticks no matter what you're doing. You could be playing Candy Crush or solving world peace. It's still going to tick the same same speed. It doesn't stop. It doesn't go faster. You can't manage it. You can't bank it. We all have 86,400 seconds a day and that's it. So what we do manage is what we do with our time. And so um, I, I, if I could give somebody one practical tip of how to make a difference in your day is begin to sort your day with what's imperative and what's important and everything else, you got to say no. Um, and we don't know what's imperative until we know what's important. And so you have to find out what's important to you, what makes you guys, like you guys need to be creative. That's an important part of your, your daily and you know, your work life. And so allowing time to be creative is a real good use of your time. You know, also connecting with someone who could channel some of that energy to help you get it funneled in the right direction would also benefit benefit you. But I would say like understanding the difference between imperative and important. We we often think everything is important. Yeah. Then nothing is. Mm -hmm. Right. Yep. That's that is quite true. I and here's again, I I find something that works a little little bit and then I have another squirrel moment I go away from it. I I had a nice um little system going for about two weeks. And it, exactly what you said, Karen, I, I had like prioritized certain things in my calendar that like I had to get these done because if I don't, I'm either going to miss an opportunity or someone's mm -hmm. going to be upset at me. Well, sure enough, I, I was working awesome for two weeks. You know, you get away from it and I haven't gone back to it. 
and oh, no. I can't stay focused. And it's just like, oh my goodness. I'll I need, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, there you go. So well, I think the most powerful thing there is you have to determine what is important and what's not, yeah. you know, and, mm-hmm. and it's tough. And I know, you know, even for us in the industry that we both work in is, is saying no or putting something on the back burner that isn't, doesn't need to be at the top shelf right now or right in front of you, you know, on the hot plate. So it's, it's, it's tough to, to itemize those sometimes because we know that sometimes other individuals think that it needs to be done right now and right this second when there are other things we need to take care of that are really more important than that, that issue at that time. Yeah, absolutely. And it is hard to say no. I think we're most of us as humans, we're hardwired to help. So when someone yeah. to us, um, you know, my, my husband used to have a shirt that says, um, sorry, it's not my emergency. I'm not dropping everything. Yeah. <laughs> not really appropriate to wear out in public. Yeah. People think it's really hard. Yep. You know, it's it's true, you know, like it is true. You have to be willing to say no. And there's so many creative ways to say no. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I'd love to help you. Unfortunately. I have blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah. I can't remember yeah. the book that I'd read a couple of years ago and I was talking about time management and it was a leader of a company and he got to where if they didn't, they had meetings every day mm-hmm. and if it didn't fit into that meeting time, you know, they used to bombard his office as a leader and he got to telling him, he's like, you can't do this anymore. Yeah. And it, it only fits into this time. And he, you know, Karen, is this something that we need to discuss now or can it fit in at two o'clock for our team meeting? Yeah. You know, and he's like, it took 30 days or so to get it implemented, to get through everybody's head. But he goes, it was amazing how much just making that alteration changed their whole day in performance. Yeah. I'll, I'll give you another little free tip that I just, for me, it was like, you know, angels singing when I figured this one out, but have like, whether it's a, you know, however you plan and order your day, whether it's a planner or a bunch of sticky notes or whatever it is, a notebook. Um, put down like somewhere in the corner, uh, maybe make a list of like the people that you talk to every single day often, um, and even like your significant other. And then as thoughts come through your day, especially when you're being creative, you're planning something, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, shoot, I got to get milk today. I got to call so-and-so to pick up milk. Don't stop and call them. Just write milk and their name. And then later when you're done your creative stuff, you go back to it and you have all this stuff, you know, written down, whether it's business information or, you know, something for work or whether it's something, you know, as simple as I need to get milk on my way home and, you know, maybe I'll call my husband or my significant other, or, you know, and so just grouping those little tiny things that interrupt those, the, the squirrels that go crazy inside of our head, put it down on a piece of paper and keep going with the, what you were working on. And that actually will save you a lot of time. That's great advice. Cause that'll help <laughs> you is. tremendously because I so often do just exactly what you said, which is not what I should be doing. I'm in the middle. I can be in the middle of an email and then the squirrel yep. pops up of something else. Hey, I need this. And then it's, you almost spend five minutes just diluted with yeah. where was I at? What was I doing? How, why am I not, you know, and then, and then it's, it yep. takes another the easiest to thing to do track. from there. Yeah. The easiest thing to do from there is just go ahead and check your Facebook because you know, you might as well at that point. <laughs> it's true. They say for every minute you're interrupted, you've lost 20 because it I, does take you yeah. 20 minutes to get back into that groove that. that oh, that is so time. true. And before you yeah. know it, an hour has gone, an hour and a half has gone, and you yeah. never even accomplished the initial oh, small task. You're on Facebook that you- now, and you're like scrolling to see what, you know, Gertrude's aunt's dog. Is doing. <laughs> 
That's oh, exactly man. right. Man, you have explained me to a T today, and I don't feel good about it. So <laughs> awesome. So kind of off of Garrett's um, idea there, do you have any good book recommendations for time management? Or have you written a book by any chance? Or does LMI have a book? Ooh, maybe, maybe I should. You should. Uh, yeah, gee, I'll, I'll add that to my bucket list. Um, no, I don't have a book. Um, but um, uh, there's a couple of books that I, I always recommend to people. Um, Atomic Habits is a great book. Um, mm-hmm. And now I can't think of James and I can't think of the last name. Thank you. Um, Another great book. It's more on communication, but it's called never split the difference by Chris Voss with a V. Oh my goodness. That was an eye opening. Like if you don't like confrontation, which is me, you need to read that book because it's amazing and just so powerful. Um, So that's a great book. Um, There's another simple book that, um, LMI does promote, and it was written by our founder and Ken Blanchard. They co, Ken Blanchard wrote uh, Who Moved My Cheese and the One Minute Manager. And um, they co-wrote this book together called No Can Do, like no, like I understand, no, Mm -hmm. no can do. And what's the difference? I know it. I'm not doing it. Why? How do I get Mm-hmm. Hand going on so yep. <laughs> no can do and it's a great little book it's written in allegory style um that's a fantastic book as well just about the application of take what you know you don't have to learn something new just start applying it gotcha. awesome you know it's funny that you mentioned never split the difference because garrett and i <clears throat> and i know i personally i i first listened to an audiobook Same. back in 2016 or 17 okay. it, was, it was early on and then I got the book and read it and listened to it again. And then um, Garrett and I both, you know, read it and we, we use it in our industry on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. I mean, multiple times a day. And there's, it's such subtle tactics mm-hmm. that you, you, the people yeah. that you're working with don't realize the tactics you're using and you get so used to using them that I, you know, I don't even realize that I'm using them anymore. Um, (laughs) My wife will say, she's, she's learned it enough. She's like, Hey, you're, you're trying to do a um, negotiation tactic with me. right now." (laughs) I'll be like negotiation tactic. (laughs) So if you read the book listeners, you know what you, the the bossisms as we call it. Yeah. It's so true. Life is a huge negotiation. Like, I mean, you're being, if you have children, you're negotiating with your toddler. Yes. go get the book. <laughs> it's, yes. It's <laughs> yes, I agree. So yeah. last idea before we um, conclude the episode here, you mentioned energy leadership coaching. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about energy leadership coaching. That's what I love that the most. So um, energy leadership coaching is really focusing okay. on the individual's energy. We all have energy. We all experience different levels of energy throughout the course of our day. Um, We can feel stuck. We can feel angry. We can feel like whatever. It's fine. Um, Although if your wife says it's fine, it's not fine. Um, (laughs) (laughs) We have the energy of like, we want to serve. We want to help people. We have, some people have this great energy where everything they see is just an opportunity. And it's just, I love to be around people like that because it really helps me. It sparks that creativity in me. 
you have other people that they just can seem to be in the flow and there's so much synergy working with them. And then the last, I just explained six levels, the seventh level of energy is just a place where there's like zero judgment. Um, you kind of feel like you're at one with everything. Um, it's that bird's eye or eagle eye view of life. And you're like, oh, okay, I can relax. I can just let things go. And so understanding where people, people are in their energy level and how it impacts their productivity. So if you go to work and you're working with someone and they seem to trigger you and, you know, you just like, you want to say lots of things, but you know, you can't. And then you get frustrated and you're like, whatever, I, I'm not even going to bother. I can't please my boss. Anyhow, you're stuck and your productivity level just tanked. So understanding that it's like, okay, wait a minute. I can't control anything around me, but I can control me. I can control how I show up. So energy leadership coaching is all about helping people to understand where they are, where they want to be. Is that level serving you? Is it holding you back? And so we use an assessment that Forbes lists as one of the top three um, assessments every leader should take. It's fantastic. It's uncannily, is that a word? Uncanny and how it is now. Yes. <laughs> we, we, we use new words all the time. Good, good. Cause I make them up as I go along, <laughs> but it's such a great assessment and it really helps you see like how you function when things are well, and then how you show up when you're stressed. And then what do you want to do with that? So uh, that's what I love to do. I love to see that shift in people and see them be able to take a situation that maybe normally they couldn't change. And then all of a sudden they just change them and everything's different. Awesome. Very cool. And that is, and you have a program based around energy leadership coaching. Um, I, I just coach. that's part of the coaching um, process okay. that I, I have okay. an assessment that I use. And then I just kind of coach the individual based on what their need are needs are. Perfect. Very nice. Awesome. Well, um, before we hop off here, Karen, I know that at least for me that I found a few of these topics to be pretty interesting and would want to learn more if I was a listener, where can our listeners find you online? How can they contact you? How can they learn more about your programs? Okay. Well, if you knew me in central Illinois, my phone number is the same. I am not changing that. <laughs> so go. Um, my phone number, do I put that out there? I don't know if I put that out there, but um, impact leader um, impact lg.net. Um, is my website or Karen at impactlg.net is my um, email. Um, or if you, I don't know, they could write in, you can give them my phone number. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> spam, spam calls, it probably would even out. <laughs> exactly. So, Very nice. Yeah. And you mentioned LinkedIn is one of your favorite yes. platforms um, in the speed yeah. round too. So I know that's where we initially connected. Yeah. So. I do have like a Facebook page and Instagram, but I, to be honest with you, I try to avoid just because it's a black hole. And then I'm like, why was I even on here in the first place? So I yep. do think it's probably a good place to find me. Great. Perfect. Awesome. Well, listeners, you can also find us on LinkedIn and Facebook, and you can engage with our guests there as well. And while you're listening to CIBL, CIBL podcast on whatever platform you consume podcasts on, make sure you are subscribing and leaving us a review. It's greatly appreciated. Until next time, Karen. You have officially been civilized. Thanks for coming on the show. <laughs> Thank you for so listening much. to have this episode day. of the Central Illinois Business Leaders Podcast. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash CIBL podcast. 
You can also follow us on LinkedIn. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. It's the civilized thing to do.